Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there. The Rewatchingtons, bomb in its full Ooh. and unadulterated cut, early drops of Cinephobe episodes, and so much more. You said the OG pod. Now, is it new or is it old? Mace, I'm glad you asked that. It is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old OG pod. Oh. So it's me, Zach, Trey, Waz, Tom. I love those guys. Just like we always were. Going back to the True Hoop days, mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic, recapturing it, and putting it back out. We're talking hoops. We're talking pop culture. And most importantly, we're talking for 40 minutes for free. Mm-hmm. But then another specific Patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes. Funny enough about that OG pod, you're getting Tom and Trey on Mondays. You're getting me and Waz, aka Zosny, on Wednesdays. Amin's floating in between. I'm a floater. You never know when you're going to get Amin in those, so you got to listen to them all. And what if I'm not sure what Maze looks like? Because I've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora. He's got a weird voice. How can I see for myself what this Maze character actually looks like? It's crazy you don't know the answer to this. Hmm. because it's the Cinephobe Pod YouTube page. What? The CT5s on the Cinephobe Pod YouTube page. You can look at all of us. You can get all the OG pods on YouTube too at CountTheDings1 on YouTube, at Cinephobe Pod on YouTube, patreon.com slash CountTheDings gets you everything all in one feed. You can link it to your Spotify. And now enjoy the show. Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other, and whoever has more points points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do. That is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first-time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first-time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org, Arizona 1-800-NEXT-STEP, that's 1-800-639-8783, or text Next Step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Black Opinions Matter Monday. I'm your host, Black Trey. I'm joined by the big homie, John Gervais. And on the ones and twos is Rob Lopez. Amin will be joining us soon. He is somewhere uh, handling some business. And we are joined by a special guest today, a friend of the show, friend of the pod, uh, my beloved friend, Bobby Jones. What's going on, Bob? Black Trey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. We are we are quarantined, and uh, as of 5 p.m. today, which is a little after hour, um, Arizona has issued a stay-at-home uh, rule joining the other 30 states. So my quarantine will continue in the house. Uh, Jerv got a chance to share, you know, what he's been doing at home, and the means has been sharing what he's been doing and Rob as well, but you're in another country. Where, where are you at? Yes, I, I'm definitely in another country. I'm in Verona, Italy, North Italy to be exact. Uh, it's a nice town. It's near Milan, about an hour and a half, some change. Same as, same as Venice, about an hour and a half. It's a tourist town. It's a small but big town. It's the city where Romeo and Juliet was based off of from uh, William Shakespeare. Oh, wow. See, look at you dropping facts. Now, if if I didn't know what was going on, I probably would have spit out my uh, tea. But I had already talked to you about a week. But, uh, you know, uh, can you tell the listeners what your what what day what day is it right now for the since you guys have been on lockdown? This well, to Monday marked week four since the official lockdown. So this is we're going on week four. But before they made it official, we had a week where we had our games canceled. So I haven't played a game in about five weeks, six weeks. But uh, we've been on lockdown for yeah. This is going on week four. And for our listeners who are new to Bobby, Bobby plays for a professional club out in Italy. He's been playing professional basketball in Italy for about eleven years now. This is my 11th season, correct. And which team are you, which club are you playing with right now? I mean, the way that teams work here, they depend on the sponsor for that season. That sponsor goes in front of the team's name first. So it's it's really misleading, but I play for Verona basketball. Okay, so Verona. Because that's the name of the city. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get all technical. Yeah, you didn't have to. So you put up a video um, on YouTube, and I also seen during that clip, Charles Barkley and Scottie Pippen came there? Yeah, yeah. I literally, when I was recording it, I saw it as I was living. I didn't have to act. I didn't have to, you know, do a second take. That was me just filming just to film because 
that was literally the first day I was filming. I didn't know what I was trying to capture while filming or what the video was going to be about. So, yeah, I was leaving the office, our team office, because I was getting some papers because we couldn't drive or do anything without having papers, proper documents in our car, just in case we all pulled over. And when I was leaving, I saw a picture of Scottie Pippen and Charles Barkley basically playing in like an exhibition game. And I don't know exactly what year, but it was definitely mid-90s for sure. Okay. Now, you said you were recording, and uh, you also mentioned, you know, like this is week four of a quarantine. And obviously, in America, we're seeing from the outside looking in of what's going on in Italy. And, you know, we there were tons of videos going around about, you know, Italians warning us that, you know, maybe we can jump ahead and, and get on this before we surpass you guys, which we have now. Um, you're definitely going to surpass us. You're a way bigger country. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, but can you explain just your experience right now? I mean, you know, for one, being American, but then also having a, uh, you know, a, a connection with Italy um, since you've been there so long. So now, you know, your your connection is even deeper to that country. You know, everything that's going on, watching from day one to now. Yeah. Italy is definitely my second home. I'm originally from Compton, California, Los Angeles. I went to college in Seattle, University of Washington, a couple years in NBA. And then after that, I've been in Italy ever since. So like you said, 11 years, I have many friends, many teammates on the court, off the court, a lot of different uh, projects I do out here. I will always come back to Italy once I'm done with playing basketball. I just have too many ties here. And so when things started happening here in Europe, Italy was basically the first country that was hit or they were started doing the testing first. And when it first started coming out, I mean, I think we all heard about it like December, but honestly, nobody took it serious. I mean, no matter what country we knew about it, but nobody thought it was actually going to come to us, come to our door, but it did. And when it started arriving in Italy, I thought in my mind, cause I was just being naive and I was mis, mis, uh, uneducated about the matter. I thought, all right, it'll take about a week and we'll be back playing. But after that second week, once they made the lockdown, I realized, okay, this might not be one of those deals where if you catch it, you're going to die. But you don't want the hospitals and everybody else overwhelmed with too many people getting sick because it's a very contagious virus. It's not doesn't mean you're going to die, but it's very contagious. And if something's still contagious, it's dangerous. And I started doing information, watching videos. And we basically had about a two-week jump on America because they definitely wasn't testing and doing all this stuff in America yet. And honestly, I think it's been in America since January, to be honest with you. But that's a different different story. So I we had a two-week jump on everybody. So I kind of wanted to make a video letting people know what to expect, what our our life has been thus far, what the, the, the media coverage and what pe- people's opinions were in America and Europe and Italy and just combined it all to make a video to kind of give you everybody's perspective included with facts and opinions and of course funny parts because life is all about balance i didn't want to make it too serious but i think i did a good job balancing it out and i've been getting really good feedback yo bobby what's up man hey look who joined yeah man i I was uh i was going out for my for my daily walk and i completely i was like i was in my own zone and stuff then i see the phone ringing i was like what's this about like oh snap we got to record a pod. <laughs> uh, so I like, had to hightail it back from back to the house. Uh, but I've been listening the whole time. So uh, it's not like I'm, I'm jumping in dry. So y- you mentioned about trying to have keep a sense of humor 
in there. How how do you how do you do that? Because uh, obviously the the where it is in Italy, it's a lot worse than what we've had here. But everyone says we're heading there. You know, our turn is going to come where the death tolls are going to be astronomical and the streets are deserted, et cetera, et cetera. How do you keep a sense of humor when, you know, basically a movie style uh, disaster is happening? You're right. There, there is no right answer for that. When I was editing, I had a lot more jokes, a lot more things that I was like, is this pushing it? Is this like, because this is a serious matter, like you said, I don't want to distract people with the joking and then miss the facts and what's really going on. So I had to be very particular about, okay, for the next couple minutes, I got to set the tone. I have to choose the right music. I have to make sure I show the right stuff. Because I'm, I'm a... I, I have a lot of dry humor. If you know me, I have a lot of dry humor. And I don't really express that a lot over social media. So just to hit people with the, with this video with me joking all the time, they'd be like, well, maybe it's not as serious because look at all the jokes he's making. But after a week just sitting on it, just looking at it, I, I shared it with a couple people, get some feedback, of course. And I think I really found a good balance. I definitely wanted to end it on a, a note where it was serious, informative, because like I said, it's not how you start a video, but you can keep people's attention throughout the video with different moods and, and different uh, highs and lows. And I think I did a good job. So yeah, first of all, thanks for you know hooking me up, sharing my stuff to uh, Dan, and it's been great so far, man. Nah, man, it's, uh, it, it was great. It was informal. It was exactly what you, I think you wanted it to be. It was informative, but also entertaining at the same time uh and just a weird kind of like it's a like we get a glimpse of what because you you hear the news and, and you read stories but you don't know what it looks like yeah. and your video is the first time i saw what it looks like other than people singing on their balcony which by the way that's got to be annoying as hell <laughs> well so you saw my video so i had a skit where i like basically acted like i was joining in on the fun i live on the ground floor my apartment's in the corner of this complex. I get barely any sun in here. So my apartment doesn't have a balcony. I'm So it's total opposite of what's been going on. I wish I had a balcony. I would have had great footage filming, of course. So I had to just use the clips I got off the internet. And I'm in Italy, so I figured it still counted. But like I said, that's, <laughs> that's where I kind of wanted to make something funny, light of it. Because like I said, it's an amazing thing. And, I, you know, maybe depending on where you are in America, you know, there's not a lot of balconies and tall apartment condo buildings where people do that. But in Europe, you know, there's a lot more buildings to do stuff, fun, cool stuff like that. But yeah, like you said, I just, I, I love storytelling. Um, I've been in Italy for a while and I feel like I, I could be a great ambassador since I was an American to kind of show people back home, family, friends, random people, just, this is what, this is what I'm going through. And, you know, I'm naturally, I'm an introvert, so I don't mind staying at home. And it's funny now that everybody around the world is basically being forced to be introverts and everybody can't do it. So I, this is like me saying, oh, I was I was ready for this. So let me show y'all what what happens in the in the week of my life. Yo, all I could think of was the scene in uh, Coming to America. <laughs> someone look here, someone look here. That was great. And everyone just, everyone's yelling, shut the fuck up. <laughs> someone to kiss, someone to miss. When you're away through here, Gone each day to be loved, to be loved. Wow, what a feeling to be loved. Some wish to be a king or a queen. Some wish for fortune and fame. But to be truly, 
truly, truly, truly love is more than all of these things. Whoa! Someone to care, someone to share. Lonely hours and moments of despair to be loved, to be loved. Whoa! What a feeling! Daughter, she loves Eddie Murphy, right? Like she's seen only the the family funny dad Eddie Murphy. So when she saw the video, I, you know, of course I asked everybody, yeah, thanks for watching. What's your favorite parts? And she said that was one of her favorite parts, but she didn't know that it came from an Eddie Eddie Murphy movie from the eighties. So then once it clicked, I went online and I sent her the like twenty second clip because she obviously haven't seen Coming to America. Right. Maybe in a year or two, I might show her. She's thirteen, so she's getting up there. Oh yeah, but yeah. I sent her the clip, just that clip, and she was like, "That's Eddie Murphy," and she was like, "Wow, he's yeah." I was like, "Yeah, I got a lot a lot of movies to tell you, show you about you know her because she loves Eddie Murphy." So I thought that was kind of cute how that came back around full circle. That's dope, man. I, I, I'm I'm the same way with my kids. I like I just can't wait till they're old enough where I can show them like. The real funny stuff, right? Right now, we're giving them that watered down Dr. Doolittle shit, man. Like, I can't wait to, like, <laughs> go sit down. Come here. This is a movie called Coming to America. And this is what your dad watched when he was growing up. Yeah, uh, I mean, the first five minutes of that movie, you know, you see a girl going underwater yeah. watching his penis. So, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the way to start that off. <laughs> well, I have to start with the Comedy Central version. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so speaking of which, you know, you, you obviously it, it's, it's not ideal, but you're used to being away from your kid because you're in Italy, your kid lives, uh, back home in the States. Um, typically in a regular season, how many times do you guys see each other during a season in person? Man, this is the depressing part, this answer. So uh, this is my 11th season out the country. I'm usually going nine months out of the year. This is my 11th year. My daughter usually comes for about a week during her spring break. And then the other times I'm back in the States between L.A. and Seattle. So I'm not even back in Seattle for the whole time because I'm from L.A. I got to see family, friends, network, blah, blah, blah. So I, me and I broke it down to her last year because now that she's of age, I can kind of like give her real numbers and have her see things the way I see things. She's not just we have fun and now she goes home. Are we having mm-hmm. fun? Like she can actually listen and remember stuff now, <laughs> meaningful stuff. So I kind of gave her a percentage, like how, what's the percentage you think we see each other every year? I had her guess because I wanted her to, you know, feel like she's, you know, owner taking part of it. Literally, I see her less than 15%. It was about 14% a year. And I said, so for 14% out of the year, I, I see you. Now, add 11 years to that. That's what our relationship is. Our relationship is more through phone calls and Skyping and just sending funny videos. So me sending her this video, she was one of the first persons I sent this to because for me, this is my way of showing her what I'm doing. It's better than any words I can tell her over the phone. Kids these days need something visually and also with music. It's just how it works. So basically all the videos I ever started doing was just to help her see what I'm doing here so I can kind of stay having a better, uh, you know, relationship with her just through YouTube and all that. I mean, of course, it's nice to get views, but I want to make something she can always look at when I'm, I don't talk to her. Maybe she go to my YouTube channel and see our adventures we do over the summer and stuff like that. So that's mainly why I did it. But this this coronavirus is affecting all of us. So I was able to make great storytelling and, you know, involve something that we're all being affected by, no matter if it's economically or health-wise. Dope, dope, man. Dang, that kind of shook me up, Bob, hearing that, bro. I, I mean, I didn't even factor that in because, I mean, obviously, 
I know you. And most memories she have is as a little kid, and she probably don't remember all that. I remember them because I've been an adult. So it, it takes a toll, man. That's why it's the gift and the curse. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm a deadbeat or absentee father, but I feel like sometimes I'm like in jail. I'm in basketball jail where I'm far away, and that still takes a strain on your relationship no matter how hard you try to be there. Yeah. You, just, you have to be there more physically. So, you know, I, I get depressed about it, but like I said, I stay creative. I do videos. I write. I, I help get my mind off of it. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know on Facebook a lot, bro, like you – really are about it when you come home like you know what i mean like you you and your daughter are like peas in the pod bro like i'm like yo this, this dude's the dad right like you're you're a girl dad for sure like 100 percent. like it i feel like i watched your daughter grow up with you every year just because i'd be like oh bob's home but he's he's back in the states and i know that quality time like nobody shouldn't no none of the homies should ever ask like yo we're gonna kick it because we know like that's legitimately like your daughter's time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but when you factor yeah, in the actual percentage and then you do the math, that's wild to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I ain't never thinking of it that long when you thinking about somebody being a going away for nine months and then you, you making rounds, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I remember the first time you came on the pod, obviously, you know, it, it was, it was a, you know, a, a tough situation, obviously, you know what I mean? That, you know, you were back home in LA, during that time, but then you go into Seattle right after and spending time with your daughter. And then I think you went to Japan, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like to who, like, you know what I'm saying? But you were going So like, if you don't catch him the, during the little, maybe 10 odd days that you there, yeah. <laughs> good luck. It's hard. Cause everybody got stuff to do. Of course, as we get noted, we got more priorities. We got our family, you know, people are getting sick you got to start working on transitioning, networking, getting different jobs. So I would wish I could be with my daughter all the time. And I think we all, I mean, you don't have kids, but you know, you don't, you don't get this time back as they get older. They're going to want to break away and do that. She's a teenager now. So she doesn't want to be around me all the time. And I have to respect that a little bit, even though I told her, like, I don't need to see you a lot, but that's just how it is. And you know, as she gets older and she becomes an adult, she's going to understand, okay, dad, I, I, now I truly understand what you went through. I'm sorry. Or let's spend more time together. I can't force it down her throat. I have to let her see and realize it on her own. And that's just part of life for all of us. Yeah. How does, how does she feel about it? Like right now about this, not, not just coronavirus, but just the, the, the time apart and all that. Is she understanding? I, I think, I mean, she was born into this. Me and her mom right. was never together prior to her being born. So she's always seen me and her and her mom separate. So it's not like we were together or married. We got divorced. She she doesn't blame herself or maybe she does. Who knows? But she's only seen me as, OK, my dad travels. He loves writing. When he's back, he tries to spend as much time with me. And even with that, you just never know how your child is going to react. She can still say you still, you know, you chose work over me. If you really want to be with me, you can find a job in Seattle. And I could tell her, you know what? You could possibly be right. If I really wanted to, I should. If I really want to be around you and be a part of your life every day. And I I have conflict with that all the time. Some days are worse than others. But we all know as adults, we have to make sacrifices and we have to provide for our families. And it's just how it is. It's stressful, but it's also great because I get to travel the world, document stuff. She gets to travel the world, too. When I went to Japan early in the season, she was excited. She loves anime. She loves all that Japan stuff. So she was geeked. That was my first time seeing her geeked, saying, oh, we get to go to Japan? 
I was like, hold on, what you mean we? And I never heard her talk like that. But then I ended up coming back to Italy, and then she went, oh, she got bored. I'm like, you know how I many kids wish they could come to Italy, and you're bored because you've been already 10 times, 10 different trips. But like I said, she's going to look back and understand, and she's in a great position to see the world. And I wish I could have saw the world at her age. So I, I'm doing my part, of course. It's just a matter of which side you want to look at. All right, Bobby. So, so in terms of this disease and all, um, you, you, obviously you guys got a head start over over us here. Is there anything you see at where we're at as a country in our stage that makes you say, I remember when we were like, like that, we needed to get a lot more serious than we were at that time? Mm-hmm. I, I do, man. I'm, I'm actually, I'm scared for you guys because I don't think, like I said, they, they throw in numbers how many how many deaths they're projecting, and they could be right, they could be wrong. I, I mean, of course, nobody wants to hope that somebody's right with their guesses, but Italy's equivalent to the size of a state in America. So a lot of people who aren't familiar with their geography, when they hear Italy, you know, maybe naturally they think half the size of America or the full size, but it's not. It's literally equivalent to a state. So they were able to act fast. Their healthcare system is different where people can just go and get tested or whatever is wrong with them. They can go and they can gather as much information as possible. So then their government can make a decision. In America, you don't have that. People are second guessing. They're like, well, I don't want to pay. I'd rather just stay away and stay home. And you're not getting accurate numbers. And then if you mix in not testing, having enough test kits, you're missing days, weeks. Then you have to have the law uh, lawmakers make votes on, you know, are we going to make this free for people testing? Are we going to sign a stimulus? That's like weeks and weeks you're wasting. And that that so the curve is going to take longer to reach. And like I said, I'm just thinking about what if this if it was more deadly? And a lot of people aren't taking it serious depending on your age, your your what you bring in, your income, what city you live in, your nationality, your race. So cause social media kind of watered down stuff and doesn't make it as serious as it's supposed to be. So I don't know. I, I really don't know, man. It is it's, it's scary. China are technically, I guess, got most of their, their stuff cleaned up. And if I was a terrorist, I would be like, man, I know how we can cripple America next time if we really try to do something. So I like I think that way. I'm more paranoid. So hopefully people start taking it serious and they can start enjoying their free time again. If not, you know, they're still going to be on punishment. Man. So, Bob, what you what, what what are you working on right now? Like outside of, you know, you got the YouTube link up, you know, you're doing some writing. I started editing about a year and a half ago. I used to always pay editors and I love technology. I was always into computers and I had a computer when I was in my family growing up. You know, I had a middle class family in Compton. We still had our ups and downs, but, you know, Compton's still in Compton regardless. I used to burn CDs and slang them. I used to make ah. mixtapes. So I was always into technology. You know, I had a burner on my computer and, and all that Hello, stuff. Bootleg. Yeah, I, I, I was a bootlegger too, man. <laughs> so I, I sold CDs for college. I was college. Slanging, man. I was yeah, making man. like two, three hundred a week. Easy, making a rent. I was making was rent payments on that. Yeah, it was it was a real. Once I started showing my mom, because I used to be up to like two a.m. burning CDs. My mom was like, "Go to bed, got school." And then I used to say, "Mom, this is how." And then I, she didn't have to buy me shoes or clothes anymore. She was like, "All right, go ahead then." Because <laughs> I, I was a smart kid. I, I I did just enough to pass. And I was a good athlete, so my mom knew I was a. I had a good head on my shoulders. I was doing something productive, but yeah, I started editing, and you know, I, I love storytelling. I love writing, so writing evolved into visual stuff and. I'm always working on a lot of projects. I'm not the one to talk about it before it comes out because I kind of don't want to jinx myself. 
But I'm, I'm, always, I'm always working on ideas, concepts, networking with other writers. Uh, I'm working on a memoir about my career in Italy. I'm also working on a memoir about my two years I spent in the NBA when I, and in my second year when I played on five teams in one season. I just I love writing. I need to reintroduce myself back to people because I'm a real private person. And with my video telling, I have to get out of my comfort zone. But I love doing it when it's something creative and inspiring. So uh, I got a doc with Dominguez, my high school in Compton. Uh, Trey, you know a lot about that school. You went there with me for a year or two. I'm working with Baron Davis. He's executive producing it. We have another production team, Mass Appeal. They're going to be a part of it, executive producing it with me. And I just want to, I start off telling stories about my life because that's all I know. But eventually I want to move into scripting, TV shows, movies, others, other kind of platforms. So, you know, baby steps, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Talking about erectile dysfunction, boy, that shit ain't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost me mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. You know, there's any number of ways we get around it. I ain't got time. I got to get up early tomorrow. Not really, not anymore because of coronavirus, but you get the point. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Get it quick. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. Man, well, I know it's like two in the morning for you over there, man. We really appreciate you staying up. 33 a.m. Oh, damn, man. Not that you have anywhere to be tomorrow, probably. I know, right? I know. <laughs> it's a, I took a nap. I don't know if you t- you heard you was on. Yeah, I told you I took a nap. I watched some Law & Order in bed. I actually saw a couple things that, from my videos. So the, the Law & Order, a lot of people might maybe, I don't know if they knew that, the little dun-dun. Dun-dun, yeah. Yeah, so that was a Law & Order reference because when I'm working on my computer here, there's a like a crime channel here in Italy, and they all they play is like all different Law & Order shows. So, I mean, I just take what I, you know, my everyday life stuff I see around me and I just, creativity, you never know where it comes from. So I felt that did a really good job of letting people like that noise. There's something about that noise. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just love it, man. I'm staying up. Y'all inspired me. I'm probably going to do some editing now. So, you know, I'm, it's all good. I hey. love sharing my story. Hey, Bobby, you're you going to love this. So we got me and my buddy Zach. Harper, we have a bad movie podcast called Cinephobe. We, we reviewed uh, the movie Hall Pass. Uh, well, I, I don't Ooh. even know if that episode has dropped yet, but in that movie, they use the uh, the chung chung, that, that noise. You yeah, know how much yeah. it, it costs them to use that noise in the movie? How much? 30K a pop. What? Every time they, they used it, maybe like five or six times in there, because every, every time the day switched, they had seven days, and every day they would hit the, the Law & Order sound. 30K a pop. 
I honestly forgot that was that was in that film. That actually, y'all. So, what's your definition of a bad a bad movie? Like grossing wise, review no. wise. We'll go. We go off of. So our rule is like Rotten Tomatoes score under forty percent from the critics, then it, it is good. And so some of the movies are truly bad and we hate them, and some of the movies are movies that we love, but for whatever reason just didn't rate well with the critics. So Hall Pass is one of them. Uh, we've done Horrible Bosses Two was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller, that was one of them. So, you know, it's it, it's a mixed bag. But then we have, like, a bunch of Nick Cage movies and John Travolta. We did Gotti, the John Travolta Gotti movie. That one, it was truly horrendous. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that really was bad. Okay, that, that's not – I love movies. Like I said, I, movies – when I was a kid, I used to watch movies more – just to see how they would end. I mean, some people was watching it because they watch it. They don't look like the camera angle, right. what kind of camera, you know, what what kind of dolly they use, what you know, all that. So as I got older, I loved just figuring stuff out because I was always a curious kid about all kind of things. So I, I love that. That's awesome, man, y'all. I, I need to start listening to what's the name of it again? Cinephobe. I just sent it to you. That was the yeah, dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I thought that was I thought that was Rob <laughs> from the sound of it. <laughs> okay, that's thirty k. Be careful. Yeah, man. All right. Well, well, Bobby, man, thanks a lot. Thanks for staying up and thanks for for educating us, man. Oh, yeah, it's all good. I love talking basketball, too. I'm not just a a writer and a nerd. You know, I am a basketball (laughs) fan. If y'all want to talk basketball, I got some, I got a lot of good stories. I just don't like telling people. But yeah, hit me up, man. I I love talking to y'all. Y'all introduced me to so many people. Y'all done a lot for me. It's all love. All right, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to take a second and look down. When's the last time you shaved your junk? Tell the truth, it's been a while, ain't it? Let's take a second to thank our sponsor, Manscaped, for holding you accountable to get rid of the funk and shave your junk. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I remember in college when I, when I first discovered, hey... Shaving my junk not only makes me feel fresher and cleaner down there, makes my junk look bigger too. I ain't gonna lie. Hey man, it could always be bigger, right? Uh, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essentials Kit. The perfect tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with a new and improved lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. And if you nicked your balls while shaving before, you know that ain't a fun experience. So thank you, Manscaped, for saving us from that. And of course, let's not forget about the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, right? So why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body, when you purchase the new Perfect Package 3.0 kit at manscaped.com, you get the biggest bang for your buck. Subscribers get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor, 
and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use code BOM. Your partner, your body, and your balls. Hello, thank you. Yeah, Tiger King, because I, I know Dervin watched Westworld. He yeah, all the way out of and uh, I mean, did I you watch episode that. three? Cool. I did. I did. I watched it earlier today. I am gonna watch Westworld, though. I am gonna catch up on it. I just other shit I want to catch up on. First. Ain't got shit else to do, man. What do you so want to catch up on? What do you want to catch up on? I need to watch Ozark. Uh, I never watched Ozark before. Ozark was dope. I, I just finished Ozark. Um, people told me All Americans good. Oh, that shit is whack. No, I ain't watching that's that shit. Right. Fuck out of here that's with that bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I just saw those Come on, son. It's something called. I don't know. I'll probably watch Westworld. Now. I ain't got shit to watch. I'll yeah, watch exactly. It. You ain't got shit to watch. You ain't got <laughs> shit to watch, dog. He fake really important, bro. He fake busy. That's all. <laughs> no, nah, it's just this hour episode and it's dry. Season two was dry, man. It was dry. I will I say, so con- I will say, look, season three for sure. It's it's interesting, but like the nerd in me is really like gushing over the fucking architecture. You know what I'm saying? Obviously they they across the water and they like got Singapore and LA with a mix of you know uh different places and it's just you know that that whole futurism is just like really interesting to me, but then also I'm not really I'm not I'm not really really banging with the whole character for character background info. Like, I mean, you get that? You know how they're like going into one character and kind oh, of intro us? Yeah, like it's it's choppy. It's for episode three. Like they should have did that shit long hey, time. Let's, hold, let's, hey. Hey, let's let's hold let's hold it for, let's hold that for the overflow. All right. I was gonna say, y'all yeah. aren't selling me to, yeah. to make you want to watch yeah. it. All right. Once again, thanks a lot, uh Bobby Jones for joining us. And hope to have him back soon to talk about less depressing things. Uh, but speaking of things that are less depressing, that made everybody happy, it seems, in the last week. Did y'all watch that Tiger King documentary on Netflix? Oh, man. Holy shit. Hey, I'm sad that this was, like, the best TV, though, in the past seven days. Like, I ain't on social media, and I knew that shit was cracking. Everybody- well, well, hold on. So, Jerv, you watched it because we told you to watch it. Trey, I want to hear how you discovered it and why... What made you watch it? So, uh, friend of the pod, Sarah Motti, she was like, Sarah the pharmacist, was like, yo, you got to check out Tiger King. So, in my mind, when I hear Tiger King, I'm thinking, like, maybe it's a show about some, like, an animal, you know, National Geographic or anything. I didn't even know. I didn't even research it. It took me a while to even just even fire it up. So, when I, when I pulled it up, I'm like, okay, it's a dude that has a mullet. And it's blonde up top, black on the sides. Like, what's going on here? So I started up and so everybody's talking about it. Like, yo, you need to start it. You need to start it. You need to start it. So I started it up. And when you just get into it, it's just like, yo, it's redneck haven for one. But then these motherfuckers is making money, bro. Like they making money. Like I'm thinking about all the money they made off of showing animals right now. I know we all scared of tigers. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna just speak for everybody. I know you just not that cool around a tiger because I'm scared around a wild pit bull. So these motherfuckers jumping in here. First of all, how 
did Joe Exotic get all these tigers? I understand the story of how they got into it, but this fool ended up getting all these hold tigers. On, hold on, hold on. Before you go into the story, like, because this is the interesting thing. That's why I asked, like, how did you find out about it? Because for me, I kept hearing about it from multiple. First of all, it was Mike Ryan would just post on Instagram, like, pictures of Joe Exotic with a line, with a tiger. And I'm just like, I didn't know who this was. I don't know what this picture was. I know Mike's into wrestling. I was like, is this a wrestling thing? I don't know. So I just kind of ignored it. I thought that was just Mike being Mike. Then uh, I can't remember. Someone said, I mean, you got to watch this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll put on the to-do list. Kind of like when we tell Jerv to watch something. Like he's, uh, you, you yeah. take it under consideration, but you ain't actually going to watch it immediately. Like, Jerv right, won't then. watch it to the day of when he has to watch it. Right. So <laughs> then so, someone else sent it to me. And someone else, and someone else, and I said, "Okay, well, what's it about exactly?" And they're like, "It's about these people that own tigers." And I'm like, "So it's a, is it a documentary or no?" And like, "It's a docu series, right?" Okay, so I'm like, I, "It like it just didn't make sense." And then I watched that first episode. And I think within the first 15 minutes, I was just like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Uh, but not a bad what the fuck, like a good what the fuck am I watching? Like, oh my god, this is. These, like these people seem larger than life. Right. And so it, th- that's the, the interesting thing to me is because I don't know about y'all. When when, I, when y'all turn on Netflix, do you actually take a look at what the main suggested thing is on there? No, I don't turn on don't, Netflix unless somebody suggests a, a show to watch. Right. Like, that's, I'm the same way. Like I'm, if I go into Netflix, I know exactly I'm going to go watch something. And so I don't even look I, at what's on the screen. I do. That's, how I, found Oz- that's how I found Ozark. It just happened to be when I turned it on. It happened to be the top thing. Like you, you're talking about the the one at the top, the the main yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, how that auto plays. Yeah, yeah. If it looks play. interesting, if it looks interesting, the only time I don't pay attention to it is if I'm going into Netflix and I already know, like I'm I'm determined to watch something. But if I just flip on Netflix, I'm saying let me find something to watch. I do take in consideration that top. So, one. Jerv, you actually fire up the app. And say, let me see something to watch. Like you go into it looking for something to actually watch, like random, yeah, like, like randomly. So, like if especially now during this whole you know being in the crib thing. But if I had time, I would definitely. And I, I wanted to watch something. It was like one of those I don't know, like summer sun, summer Saturdays or summer Sundays is raining or something like that. And I'm not going anywhere. I definitely will just fire it up and see what's on there. Cause I, I like this. I, I like Netflix and I like HBO. So nine times out of ten, I'll give the things that they suggest for me to watch out. For the most part, see, I'm I'm more word of mouth, and I need you guys to crowdsource me. So, if you're like, yo, you need to watch this movie, I need a mean to double down, and I need Waz to triple down, and Mariano to you know quadruple down for me to be even like. Like, again, it takes a lot for me to even just give in for something. So ideally, Tiger King, I thought this guy was like a murderer. People were feeding, like he was using his tiger to kill people. I didn't even know what this shit was. And then like, I mean, you know, like I said, it's bad, but also good. Like, it's like juicy TV. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, oh, this is actually interesting because this dude's gay. This dude is... Not not only gay. Hold on, gay, and he turned out. He turns out straight dudes. Straight dudes, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I was, I was talking. To, I was talking about my boy Reed. 
about this. It sounds like my and Uncle we Kenny, la- bro. <laughs> to be honest. So Reed, yeah, Reed, we talk about it. We talk about that scene. It was like, yo, on some level, like, yo, my man put that. Like, that's that's pretty smart game to say. So he told the dude, like, you watch porn, right? He's like, yeah. Like, when you watch porn, you watch a dude fucking a girl with a little dick or a big dick. I'm like, the big dick. See you, gay. <laughs> like, like in terms of like the in the in the hall of like in the ranking of all time like game to spit at somebody like that's pretty. Yeah, I was like, I gotta respect that shit. I wouldn't work on me, but damn, like I gotta respect. <laughs> I gotta respect like your 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 ability to you you know to talk your way to anywhere. Because he basically ma- and then he married both dudes. Baller, yeah, he- <laughs> baller. He was getting it off. Like the fact oh, that he and they he married them all at the same age, so he like young, Dead. young men fresh out of high school. I assume they both were married at nineteen, and he's yeah. twenty years their senior, twenty two years their senior, and he was just getting it off. But the fact that this dude is a zoo owner, gay guy that carries a pistol on his hip. He is not really afraid of much because he's chilling in a, in a cage full of 400-pound tigers. And then, you know, I think the sick part about it is that he's you, you want to feel a, 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 you want to root for Joe because you're like, okay, this nigga's giving people prison inmates jobs, yeah. but this nigga paying them like 100 cash a day. Oh, week. my God. It's making them eat the expired meat. Oh, listen. So that's another thing I learned. I never, I don't eat meat anyway, but you got to look at it in a situation of that. If you take a packaged steak or chicken or whatever it is and you don't buy it, they have to toss it out? I never, yeah, I never didn't know that. that. I didn't know I that. Thought they, I thought they sent it back to the What well, I mean, I'm glad that they don't send it back now, but uh, the fact that no, he no, had I'm to, not, not, not send it not, not send it back to the shelf, I, I, like, to the fridge. I thought they sent it back to the manufacturer and they get a rebate for it. I didn't know they, they just... Take that L. Yeah, man. So the fact that he even got the the, the scoop on how to get the free low key meat, yeah. <laughs> like it's not y'all, free. So y'all knew that they didn't put him back on the shelves. I never knew that. No, yeah. no, no we, I knew that. I didn't know that. I knew that. So that bugged me out. And then, you know, obviously, it's a it's a other things because now I'm learning about Joe Exotic, then Doc Antle, who's basically the white R. Kelly. Yeah. Right. He. Oh man. Listen, he is a sick. Oh, he's a sick man. Cause it was so funny when they were trying to figure out how many wives he had. You know what I'm saying? And then you yeah. got. Uh, hold on, hold on. Not only that, but he, like telling them they can't leave. Yeah, and he had to, they had to be vegetarian. Yep. Yeah. They had to get plastic surgery. They had to wear. Yeah. He picked the outfits. They yeah, worked. He, he, they he worked from eight a.m. to midnight, bro. He, he's, <laughs> Joe was running a tight ship over there. These titties ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> and literally, the girl, the girl did it because she got some rest. Because she, she got some rest. Because that eight a.m. to midnight shift, she was like, "Well, if I get the titties, I get to like sit around in bed at the hospital for a couple of days." <laughs> Yo, Yo, that man, is crazy. And then finally, you got Carol, and it's it's kind of funny to me that like out of this documentary, everybody. Everybody in the world seems to hate Carol. Like, and, she, and, like she, and she allegedly almost actually did something good, but she killed her husband for sure. Yeah, she did that shit. 
Like, there's no way in hell she didn't she didn't kill her husband. Okay, so, but here's the thing. How did she kill her husband? I mean, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it's the ground him up in the grinder and, and yeah, nah, put him nah, to nah, the nah, top. Nah, nah. That's, that's too, just a good That's too story. mafia style, bro. Yeah, no, I think, I think the whole, like, she like she had him killed and then dumped him some dumped him in the swamp or something like that. I think that makes sense because it's it's Florida, man. Like that's tall. Jerry, <laughs> what do you think? They, they really feed you to the alligators down there. Yeah, man. That that's, that actually happens. <laughs> um, I mean, I like a a good wild story, so I I actually think she grinded him up and uh and fed him to the tigers. I'm, I actually like that story. As crazy as that sounds, so I, I, that's actually what I think happened. Cause she has all those tigers. It made sense to me. I but I, I thought she shot him, and then did she shot him. Yeah, she shot him, and then she made a joke about pouring like a certain oil. You know, like why Tardine would, oil? Because like, oh, because yeah. because that's when Joe tried to shoot his campaign uh, video inside mm-hmm. the tiger pen, and the tiger just kept like sniffing at his shoes, and then started biting at his shoes or whatever, and he claimed. Um, the uh, what do you, what do you say? They, he put, they put cologne on his uh, they put cologne on his cologne, cologne. cologne. He said cologne. And I'm like, tigers like cologne, like, is that a thing? But uh, but then but then she said, oh, cologne, now, that's a, that's ridiculous. You'd have to pour something like sardino. And she said, it's so smooth. I was like, this bitch here, she, I'm, I'm telling you, she, she yeah, she, she was like the she most, the she might be the most unlikable documentary character I've. I've kind of dealt with because like despite the situation like I didn't like her face I didn't like her wardrobe it was a lot of shit going on with her how crazy is this lady she everything she owns is like leopard print or tiger print bro she had the the leopard Doc Martens with the fit like everything she even had a fucking rollaway bag for the airport travel like and I was just thinking in my head like how could first of all her husband her new husband had me hot he took the wedding photo with the chain on his neck. I'm like, Dude. bro, you gotta, re- you gotta relax. Come on, man. Oh man, but you know what's funny? That happened in early in the first episode, and someone posted that on Instagram. It's talking about like, if you think this is weird, like you, it, it ain't even like it don't even make top five of the weirdest things in this in this uh, documentary. How about this? How about your boy ran for governor? And got nineteen percent of the vote. Hey man, that's but but that's that explains where we are right now as a country, bro. Like people be like, might as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's people in in they sick in their head really thinking like that. He say what he feel. What? Really? Yo, he shoots things and blows them up. <laughs> like, bro, Yo. What, what are we doing here? Also, also, by the way, like if you're someone who likes Joe Exotic, and that's up to you. But just a word of advice. You can't talk about killing someone every day, all day, <laughs> and like strapping explosives to, to like mannequins with their picture on or whatever and shooting the shit, man. Like, that's just not cool. Yo, just not and, cool. And and then wonder why you get busted. Yeah, Yo, like, I worked out that you can buy all that shit from Walmart. From Walmart. Hell yeah. Yo, the Walmart in, in Virginia, when I when I went to school in Virginia. You could buy guns and all that stuff down there, all everything. Like it was like in the left corner of the store, so like it would be it would be athletic gear, and then right next to the athletic gear would be the uh, the guns, all types of shit, hunting stuff, everything. 
Like the funny thing about the whole gun thing, he met his political manager who used to be a man who used to be over ammunition. Like that was crazy. But I got something funny that was sent to me. They have the quarantine Tiger King drinking game. Number one, every time you see a mugshot, take a shot. How many times did we see a mugshot in that show? A lot. A lot. Everybody had a mugshot. Everybody had a mugshot. Everybody. Number two. Everybody's a bad person. <laughs> every time Joe Exotic says Carol Baskin, bro, we'd be oh, dead man. by number two. Yeah. Number three, every time Carol rides her bike. <laughs> hey, I hated oh, that stupid ass bike. Uh, number four, every time a gunshot is shot and something blows up. That happened a lot. Number five, every time someone gets a new spouse, <laughs> that happened a lot. <laughs> Number six, every time Carol says, hello, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, my God, man. That corny that's shit. Probably the, that's probably goes under thing, things white people say. That's fire. Number seven, <laughs> every time someone smiles without teeth, meth mouth. <laughs> Yo, oh my man, my, my man, man with the three teeth, and they were all like completely, like he liked the Mad every- TV thing. Yo, did he yeah. have to tell you he First. did math, or did you just know off top that he did math before? Man, yo, my my thing was like the dude was like, oh, he bought me a trunk. I said, why are you buy you new teeth? And then it's like the next thing. The next thing I've done was like, yeah, because we smoke meth. I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> meth mouth, bro. All right, number eight. Every time someone poses with a cub. Oh, yeah, man. Number nine, every time a Joe Exotic music video is played. <laughs> Bro, how about the diss track? The diss track was fire, though. That, go, no, that goes down as the one fake of the dopest diss tracks I've ever fa- heard. The That's fake Carol the, was kind of fire, Bro, dude, it was. She looked exactly <laughs> like her. At first, I was like, how do you get her to be in the video? That's how, that's how good of a looker like she was. Hey. It was on the it was on the level of Tupac's hit him up with yes. uh, the fake piggy, yeah. uh, the fake <laughs> the piggy, and uh, yes, absolutely. that was that was great casting by him. By the way, the first thing I thought of was <laughs> that music video. Number ten. Every time you see also, a tiger tattoo. By the way, also the uh, what's uh, why am I forgetting that song? What's the name of that song? Oh, Dr. forgot Dre. about uh, the Dre shit. Dre Day. Dre, Dre Day. Day. Remember they had the fake easy the fake and easy with the sign. Yeah, oh dude. yes, yeah. yeah. That's another one where <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was great good. casting. Yeah. So we got top three videos. This record is is uh yes. so it'll be hit 'em up, Trey Day, and the Dista Carol. <laughs> yeah. What was it called? I'm, I'm, it was called Bye Bye Kitty. Bye bye Kitty. Oh I'm cool God. with that. That's an okay list for me. All right, That's number good. eleven. Every time Jeff Lowe says something sexist. <laughs> Which one was Jeff Lowe? Which Jeff one, Lowe yeah. is the one who the fake the, the fake the fake baller that had the rented Hummer oh, and the rented Magic. Oh, oh. He, he had the uh, Oakley. It was Oakley hat. An Oakley hat. Yeah. Hey, he was killing Vegas. me because hey, he he was getting it off too though. He was having threesomes with his young wife. Oh man, that's his wife. I thought that was just some girl. Nah, he ended no, up marrying her. He ended up marrying her. She pregnant oh, now, but he he said, "Yeah, I get to pick the nanny." That was the whitest oh, shit oh, yeah. I ever seen. Oh man, yo, it's, yo, that that this shit was crazy. Uh, you know what the weird thing is? I was uh, I was watching this the the thing, and when it, when they showed him going to Vegas, I swear to God, the first thing I thought of was, man, I miss Vegas, man. <laughs> right? Vegas, yeah. Vegas had some good times. Number, I miss Vegas. <laughs> number twelve. Every time someone lights a cigarette, 
Oh, everybody smokes. Everybody smokes cigarettes. I know they stink. They BO stink for sure. They all smell like a pack. <laughs> by the way, by the way, not, not to cut off your list, but did y'all notice when old girl got her arm chewed off by the dog? She yeah. went back to work in by seven the, uh, days. Yeah, but no, not even that. Do you notice that she got her arm bitten off, and they have the footage of it of her of her lying on the ground with no arm and stuff? And Joe popped out, and he already had the emergency jacket on. <laughs> but it was a it was a Joe Exotic emergency jacket, <laughs> bro. Joe had everything planned, bro. He was everything on that fucking place. He could be anybody and all. He reminded me of a Dave Chappelle skit, bro. It was just nuts, he man. Did, man. He really did. Number thirteen. Every time someone claims they are not a coat, that not was a, a fucking coat. A coat, like a. a like a following. A cult. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That was heavy in episode one. Uh, Dr. Doctor Anto definitely had a coat going. He had a coat ring for sure. Yeah, I mean, he was R. Kelly. Yeah, like, he, that's, he, the white R. Kelly is the best thing I've ever heard, heard description. Shout out to Nick Young. What? That's Nick Young right there. He, he didn't say, he didn't call him that, but he said, what's the difference between uh, escaping R. Kelly and Tiger King? And oh, I, that, Nick! Nick said that. Yeah, and I didn't get that no, no, reference no. until I actually watched it. I'm giving I'm giving Black Trade credit now. I appreciate. it. <laughs> <laughs> Number fourteen. Every time someone wears leather fringe, unironically. <laughs> 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 and lastly, every time you are sure Carol killed her husband. Oh no! Oh man. God, I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah. no, you dead. Like, we are I'm definitely dead. Yeah. We're under. Please. Like I killed the bottle. She, she killed it. She killed it. <laughs> like it's, it's, she's definitely. Killed. But y'all liked it though. I liked it. It was in, like, you, like I said. Did you like it or did you think it was interesting? Oh no, 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 no. Did you like it or was it just so bad that it was interesting? No, 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 no. Like I told you, fifteen minutes in, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. And so, um, maybe like the last couple of episodes, it became filler. Yeah, they like, weren't. They weren't also, needed. Five and six weren't really needed. Well. I mean, they were needed because it took a turn with the dude shooting himself. Yeah, but that was like dark. That, that was dark. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't like, see that what? coming. You know what's crazy about this documentary? They show people that are alive, and then all of a sudden they just die. And you'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck? What yeah, happened?" The, like the the, the the video. You don't you don't see the dude shoot himself, but you see the dude. Because the dude who shot himself was literally sitting directly underneath the security camera, so you can't see him in the shot. Mm-hmm. But you see the other dude sit there, see it happen, and he's that like, was "Crazy, stop fucking around!" Like he just, <laughs> he's like, "Stop playing, man!" Like, yo, bro, he's dead. He's well, fucking I, cooked. I, I, I kind of understand. Like, if you had a homeboy who all he ever did was do pranks and like stuff like that all the time, and then he, he shot himself. Like I'd sit there, I'd be, I'd do the same thing. I'm like, come on, man, you'll stop playing, man. You stop playing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's definitely nuts, though, man. But I, man, they tried to make snitching cool. <laughs> Who was? Oh, oh, yeah, uh, my man, the fat dude on the jet. Well, ski. he for sure. Why was he on the jet ski? First of all, he was getting know. it off. He was baller as fuck. First of all, he was baller for that. But but also Jeff, bro. Jeff said. I'm not tattled like what do he say? I'm not I'm not an informant. I'm I'm uh I'm assisting or something. He tried to make that yeah. shit so cool. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, like, you're a rat. <laughs> like, bro, no, you rat it, bro. Like, I get it. You was in some deep shit, but like all y'all told on my like 
Tiger King went home like Rico and paid in full. He came after a while. He like, I ain't going to tell on no niggas over there. I ain't going to tell on a uh, homie in Miami, the real life Scarface. <laughs> but I'm going I'm to drop a dime on these niggas over here. <laughs> but, hey, we didn't even mention him. He was killer. Literally. So so I heard this dude, um, if you guys listen to the Dan Levitar show, every week they have the guy from Zoo Miami, Ron McGill. Ron used to like take care of this dude's animals. I heard this interview where Ron was talking about like, and he said, I'll give him like, Ron thinks like no one should ever like own wild animals other than zoo, like actual real zoos. But he said, this dude at least was taking care of them properly. The Scarface dude. Which, by the way, is kind of crazy. That whole thing where he's just talking very openly and freely about his past. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> My man was supposed to do 90, 79 years in jail? Yeah. He literally compared this whole yeah. thing to Scarface. He said, he, he said yeah, we burnt, we set the uh, informant on, on fire. I said, what? Well, they, they said part of Scarface was, was based on him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He was getting it off. He said, instead of the, the fat dudes bringing the money to the bank, I would do it myself. Yeah, yeah. He, he said no. He said we didn't. We didn't. Uh, we yeah. I said I did it myself. And what, what's the other thing he said? He said we didn't use, we didn't use duffel a van. bags. No, we, we didn't use a van. He pulled up in a, a Ferrari or whatever. In, in a Ferrari. Ferrari yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He said when people drive by, they be yelling Scarface. I said I get That's it. Don't get it off. Get it off. He was I mean, he did, a, he did the time already, so he might. I mean, he could talk mm. about it. I mean, he did twelve years. What you gonna do? Ain't no case suspended on him. He for sure. The fact that they was That's how you can tell They so like Into themselves Was that Obviously Joe wanted to be a reality He wanted to be famous But the fact that they was Letting them cameras come in Where they wouldn't even let Certain visitors in All those dudes still had Like such a You know They were so obsessed with themselves To be seen That they like Fuck it Yeah man But as someone said it Like that Why else do you get a tiger Right Like why else do you have Like wild animals You don't do wild animals Because you're trying to hide you try. You get wild animals around you because you're trying to flex. Yeah, yeah. They trying to get it off. Yeah, man. Because what them cats are what five k? I can only imagine what the chimps God, and all that shit they was having. Yeah. This dude said it, t- it cost ten thousand dollars. Joe, Jerv, are you grinding <laughs> right now? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that shit been that shit been rattling all t- the whole show. It stopped and he said, oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I love it, man. Yo, but overall, if you haven't seen Tiger King, I mean, it's a spoiler rich. But even if we didn't even still mention a lot of stuff that, you know. We, like, yeah, there's so much stuff that, like, what we just talked about there is so light. That's so light compared to, like, the stuff that's in there. You got to watch it. At least, at least the first four episodes, that's for sure. But that's going to do it for the show for us today. Uh, Trey, you want to stick around and do a, a Westworld overflow with me? I'm in. All right. Well, we're going to give you Overflow Westworld. If you are a Patreon, you can sign in and check that out. If you're not a Patreon, go ahead and 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 give it a, give it a whirl. Uh, we got some great exclusive content for our members over there, like the Westworld review from Trey and I uh, but thank you again to Bobby Jones for joining us making us smarter and, and thanks to John Gervais thanks to Black Trey thanks to Rob on the ones and twos and thanks to you the listener and also support our sponsors thank you thank you